Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Available every week on Audio Boom, the iTunes Store and from BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Ben and coming up on this week's show we're going to be talking the Elite Ice Hockey League as we're going to be joined by the head coaches at the Nottingham Panthers, the Manchester Storm and the Coventry Blaze. We're also going to be talking about the National Ice Hockey Division as well as we're going to be joined by the Peterborough Phantoms and we're going to be talking the women's game as we're going to be joined by GB head coach Cheryl Smith. All of that and loads more on this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. So hello everybody and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. Loads of interviews coming up on this week's show. Later we're going to be joined by Cheryl Smith, head coach of the GB women's team, talking about that great win uh, for the under-18s great British side in Dumfries over the weekend. We're also going to be talking about the race up at the top of the National Ice Hockey League as we're going to be joined by Peterborough Phantoms head coach Slava Kulikov and we're going to be talking about the Elite Ice Hockey League as we're going to be joined by Tim Wallace, head coach at the Nottingham Panthers. Ryan Finity from Manchester Storm will be joining us as well and Danny Stewart at the Coventry Blaze. But before all of that, to look back at what's been quite an eventful week in British Ice Hockey, on Tuesday I caught up with BritishIceHockey.co.uk's very own Here's Craig Anderson. Uh, so, Craig, a big thank you for joining us and uh, another week of ice hockey just gone. Uh, before we get to the Elite Ice Hockey League results, we'll touch upon the, the uh, I think, is this, no, it's not the final, uh, is it the final uh, Challenge Cup game of the of the group stages? Well, if you're not counting the play-in round, um, then technically in terms of the group stage, yes, that's finished, but there's a play-in round which will decide the final quarter final place okay right i'm not i'm not going to wind you up and ask what's the playing round or anything <laughs> like that so we'll just stick with the result from saturday uh guildford flames uh winning uh the final group match of the season uh beating coverage blaze after a shootout um not bad at all there but for guildford flames there but that match was academic so we, we won't touch upon it too much but uh guildford carrying on their challenge cup run i, I suppose is a way of putting that result yeah, yeah, as in just what we talked about last week, just how good Guildford have been over the, the last uh, the last few weeks, and and this just this kind of strengthens their, their place at the top of that group. Um, the, the result means though that, that Coventry, because they've got the extra point, that gives them the home advantage for the play-in round. My favourite thing. Um, when they play Manchester uh, in a couple of weeks' time for that last quarter final spot, but no, we're talking about Guildford. Good result for them; they're going really well at the moment. And uh, again, hard to hard to not ignore the, the efforts that's been put in down there. Yeah, and and Guildford followed that up on Sunday uh, with a league result, uh, beating the Cardiff Devils by by three goals to one. And it kind of ties in with what we were saying uh, a couple of weeks ago about Guildford that it is a false position where they are as soon as they get some league matches under their belts that they're naturally going to move up the table. And, and we're starting to see that now yeah I mean as we look at the standings right now I've got them in front of me 14, uh, 14 points rather from 13 games so you know they, they are three four games behind one or two other teams certainly you know if, if they win those games and depending on how other results go they'll certainly be up there and it, again it just it's a funny thing with Cardiff at the moment right now you just don't know what you're going to get out of them 
Um, but for Guildford, you know, a false position in seventh place. But the league is so so tight at the moment that, as I said in one of my blogs this week, it's you know a couple of wins you're up there, a couple of defeats and and you're down. So it's a, it's a it's a funny time. It is a funny time, especially when you consider Cardiff uh, won their league match on on Saturday against the Sheffield Steelers by four goals to three. Uh, so uh, there there you go. That's that's the uh, how inconsistent everything is at the moment with regards to league form. Um, that said, uh, we are going to be hearing from Tim Wallace on this show. You caught up with him on on Monday. Nottingham Panthers have had a cracking weekend, uh, beating the Belfast Giants uh, twice at home, four uh, one on Saturday, two nil on Sunday. Uh, what what's the mood like in the camp? The mood is fantastic, according to Tim. Uh, it's funny, it was one of those ones we've been talking for weeks about, you know, what are Panthers going to do? They've been struggling, toiling to get results. They went in a poor run of form where they, they couldn't seem to buy a win. Um, I actually thought they'd only won maybe two or three games in the last couple of weeks. Turns out they're on a run of five in a row and they've actually won six of the last seven. So it's fair to say the mood in the camp is, is fantastic right now when you consider they're off to the, the Continental Cup this weekend. They're off to, to Denmark uh, to take part in the, the, this group round and it's a competition the the fans know well, having won it three years ago. So, yeah, Tim was very uh, confident about the, his team's chances, very happy with how his team have performed. He put it down to them uh, buying into their systems, as you'll hear, um, no doubt, later on in the podcast when, when I caught up with him. Um, the guys are finally buying into the, the systems. And he was always confident that they would buy into it. It was a bit slow in in, in the system's clicking into place, but now it's finally happening for them and uh, they're getting the results. Now, uh, current league leaders uh, aren't the Nottingham Panthers, it's the, it's the Glasgow clan, uh, <laughs> and uh, they, they had a, a great result on, on Saturday, 5-2 uh, against the Five Flyers, but then we're beating 9-2 by the Coventry Blaze. We're, we're hopeful we'll catch up with Danny Stewart on the show uh, this week, but f- before we get to Coventry, Glasgow, um, that's that's a mixed bag. It certainly is. Um, you know, Saturday's game against Fife, they always enjoy a victory against the Fife Flyers. I was, of course, at the game. Um, it was, you know, started off really well. The, the match night announcer, Kevin McCoskey, came back after her, suffering a heart attack last month. Um, so I'm glad to see he was looking in good spirits. I was glad to give the mic back to him, as it were. I've been covering for him in his absence. Um, but the game itself, it was, you know, it could have gone either way. You know, I was watching it very closely after two periods. Um, I think Fife were two one up at that point, but Clan they didn't panic. That's the good thing about the Clan this year. You know they didn't panic at all. They managed to to get it turned around in the last ten minutes. They they blew them away. Todd Dutyam complained um, or moaned slightly about that post game. The fact that yeah, you know it's all very well putting in fifty minutes into a game, but if you're going to just you know just slouch a little bit in the last ten minutes, you're going to get punished. I think five two when you look at the overall balance of play, maybe it looks a little bit cruel on five flyers and how they perform. But Glasgow certainly, for me, deserve the win. And then as for Sunday's game, well, the less said about that, the better. Um, I, I think a real disappointing night for the clan, um, it's fair to say. I, I've not seen the highlights yet. I know they're out there. I'll, I'll maybe take the time to, to have a look at them later on. But well done to Coventry. That's a great result for them. And, you know, they, they're picking up certain results and they're, they're up running about the mid-table spot. Only three points off the top, it has to be said as well so they're, they're going quite well right now and a great win you know the, the fans thoroughly enjoyed that and rightly so and uh, congratulations uh, to Luke Ferreira as well who uh, scored a hat-trick in that game uh, for, for the Coventry Blaze so so not a bad Sunday um, there in, in the Midlands um, let's touch upon the five flyers then uh, you've you've mentioned it in your five things we learn um, in, in the blog on on britishicehockey.co.uk um, Fife, they, they were beaten, obviously, by Glasgow, like you said, but they were beaten at home to Dundee, which is never a good thing uh, for Fife um, on Sunday. I, I mean, in our preview show, we had the assistant head coach, we had the assistant coach on, and pre-season was a bit all over the place at Fife, so it's kind of understandable they've not really got into the season just yet. I, I, the problem doesn't seem to be the team, from what I understand, and you know, I see a lot of what the Fife fans are saying out there, and I think it's just a, a general unhappiness with it the state of the club and, and again that's maybe transferred onto the team and the performances haven't been quite as good but we, we talked there about Saturday's game um, against the clan again further disappointment in losing to Dundee at home on Sunday I know crowds haven't been good on a Sunday I think that was highlighted by the local press the fact that um, you know that they're struggling to get crowds in on a Sunday I mean 1500 is still a pretty good crowd on the face of it when you consider the, the building they have but for some reason the fans just aren't taking to this team right now. The the results aren't good. That's obviously going to be a factor. Um, they got that fantastic win against Cardiff last week. You thought the confidence would transfer into this weekend. You never really saw that at all from them. It, it's a strange one. You know, Todd Dutty, I mean, every interview, he just looks more and more a forlorn figure. I mentioned that in the blog. And, 
you know, you feel for him. The guy is five flyers. He, he epitomises everything that's good about five flyers. Um, he's a living legend. Um, you know, not to not not to blow uh, smoke up his backside too much, but it's true. You know, he's he's lived and breathed the club for the last twenty years, and so it's difficult to see him in this predicament when you, you know that he's got the talent there, but for some reason it's just not clicking for them. And they need something. They need something soon. They need more engagement from the the club's owners and management as well in terms of what's going forward. They've got a couple of fan events coming up that, that looks really good. There's just a lot of work needs. There seems to be a disconnect right now, and it's hard to know how that's going to click together. And you would hope results will hopefully do that in the, in the fullness of time. I mean, it's a tricky weekend coming up for Fife as well. I mean, Glasgow are at home on Saturday uh, and away at Cardiff on on Sunday uh, for Fife. So it's not the, it's not the easiest of weekends, that's for sure. It certainly isn't. And when you consider that Glasgow have beaten them in the last four meetings, and then you've got that. Uh, the recent result against Cardiff. That will be fresh in the memory of the Cardiff players, especially when it's back in their home ice as well. As you say, Ben, it's, it's going to be a tricky weekend for them. You would hope they can take something from it, but the way they are right now, it's hard to see where it's going to come from. Uh, let's talk about the final uh, result from, from last weekend. Uh, Manchester Storm, um, they they were beaten uh, by the Dundee Stars on Saturday by four goals to three, but then they beat the Sheffield Steelers by four goals to three at home on Sunday. Uh, we'll try and get Ryan Finity on the show as well this week, but that's um, a, a decent result that on Sunday and uh, kind of keeps Manchester Storm near, and, near enough uh, to the teams above them. Near enough. I mean, they have played lesser games. I mean, compared to Dundee Stars, who are right above them, you know, there's two points of a difference. But Storm have played four less games, so you know, you know it's, it's hard to it's hard to really gauge that when there's such a disparity in the amount of games played. But Manchester's curious because you know, just when it seems like they shouldn't be winning certain games, they go and do it. Sheffield being the, the great one, they've beaten the Steelers twice now. They've beaten Belfast twice. And they've beaten Nottingham Panthers as well. Um, they've not beat anybody else. That's the only teams they've beaten this year. And it's the, the so-called bigger teams that they're doing it against, which I suppose is a good thing. But they need to start winning against your Dundee Stars and Five Flyers and, and other teams of that kind of ilk if they want to get out of that bottom position. And I dare say they will. I dare say they can, they can like anybody else, they can drum up a, a little bit of a run and get some momentum going. It'll, it'll take them out of that position. But this league is so, so tight right now. It's hard to know. Any one of those 10 teams, any two rather, of those 10 teams could end up in the bottom two two places at the bottom of the table. But Manchester are still, as you say, doing enough to, to keep them in touch. They're four points off eighth place. That's easily done. They get another couple of wins and if they keep going the way they're going at the moment, that could be that could be easily done. They've actually changed a body just as we record. This is Tuesday morning. They brought in a forward, Henrik Samuelsson, who I was just reading up on before we spoke there. An AHL player. He's got good pedigree in the AHL, over 200 games, just under 100 games in the ECHL. Brief experience in the SHL, Samuelsson. Born in Pittsburgh, but he's got Swedish citizenship. So that could be a good signing and on the other hand they've uh, got rid of uh, Mario Puskaric who looked okay um, the couple of times I saw him but uh, Finity obviously deciding to, to change things around a little bit and that might be that might be just what they need to freshen the game up a little and uh, we'll see how that, that works out for them Yeah absolutely uh, well matches uh, for this weekend uh, Wednesday uh, there's a game midweek uh, Glasgow clan hosting uh, the, the Cardiff Devils uh, we'll get your reaction to that game in a second because um, mm. obviously we'll get your prediction and then when the show goes out <laughs> you'll either look really clever or really foolish one of the two That's, that, okay. that's normal mate that's completely normal <laughs> uh, But on Saturday uh, we've got the Steelers hosting coverage Blaze, uh, the Manchester Storm hosting the Cardiff Devils, uh, Dundee will be travelling to Belfast and the Five Flyers as we mentioned earlier will be hosting the Glasgow clan, whilst on Sunday it's uh, Glasgow hosting Sheffield Coventry Blaze will be hosting the Belfast Giants, Manchester Storm travel south to take on the Guildford Flames and uh, finally Cardiff against the Five Flyers, uh, so um, some, some big matches there this weekend Craig yeah, there is indeed. Uh, Fife, Fife and Glasgow are always uh, good ones to watch. And then you've got the, the possibility of uh, Glasgow taking on Sheffield, a team who, again, are up there. It's a possible top-of-the-table clash. We'll see how that pans out. Coventry-Belfast could be an interesting one. Again, they played quite recently. Belfast beat them, I think, over the two games over the course of the weekend. Um, Sheffield-Coventry could be interesting. Coventry are, are a team who are, are springing a few surprises, none more so than, than what we saw against the clan on, on Saturday, so they'll be keen to to keep that going also. There's a few games that I wouldn't say there's a, a real standout compared to you know when we, we spoke previous weeks, so, but I think it's going to, it's laying the foundation for what's going to be another interesting weekend, I think. Yeah, and it's uh, been another interesting weekend uh, in the National Division as well. Uh, we'll touch upon that briefly before we go. Uh, firstly, uh, Milton Keynes-Lang, Supporters 
you're welcome. Just to, just to throw that out there. Uh, you come on the show and that, that's what happens. You're off the bottom of the table. Uh, 7 2 against Bracknell on, on Saturday and a 3 1 win up at Sheffield on, on, on Sunday. So a good weekend uh, for Milton Keynes, that's for sure. But a fantastic weekend again for Swindon. 4 uh, 1 win over Leeds uh, on Sunday and an 8 5 win over, over Peterborough. And Telford, they got one win out of two. Uh, Basingstoke dealing a blow on Telford on Saturday. Um, so Swindon have got a three point lead up at the top now Craig? Three point lead and then between Telford and Basingstoke who are in third place, six points between them so the Wildcats and Tigers starting to, to break away a little bit at the top, they just keep on rolling really well. Has to be said though Basingstoke, that's their second consecutive four point weekend, um, so well done to them for that, that puts them into a nice lofty third position. I think they were running about mid-table last year, again it's quite tight in that area um, between third and maybe bottom of the league, 12 points of a difference but it just shows you what a, a couple of four point weekends can do for you Along the way, Hull and Sheffield are kind of locked in that mid-table position right now. Uh, Milton Keynes coming off the bottom of the table, as you just mentioned. That That's great for them. And I, I think that the signing of Liam Stewart had a lot to do with that. He got four goals over the two games. But no, back to the top, Swindon and, and Telford. I think it's starting to look like a two-horse race. I have been wrong before, but we'll see how it pans out. And uh, thanks to... Um, uh, we'll try and get um, Slava Kulikov uh, back on the show as well to try and uh, close that gap uh, between uh, third and uh, second in the league table for, for next week's show. Uh, for the Peterborough Phantoms uh, but uh, just a couple of other matters arising uh, before we go uh, Petrocek back in net for, for Guildford Phoenix and uh, victorious on, on Sunday 6-4 against the Swindon Wildcats second string um, so uh, welcome back to ice hockey I suppose is, is what we're saying to Petrocek for, for last weekend yeah, definitely another victory, but Guildford Phoenix are going really well in that league. They're, they're unbeaten, they've got a 100% record. Um, I think Czech's filling in quite nicely. It's two games now and, and two victories, so you can't say too much about that. He's, he's doing the job he's meant to do. We all know what he's like as a, as a football goalie, so it's good to see, we're, we're getting to see what he's like as an ice hockey goalie, and he seems to be enjoying it. That's uh, definitely a good thing. And finally, uh, for, for this week's news, uh, congratulations to Cheryl Smith and the Great Britain women's under-18s team. Um, did they win all three matches? They did uh, in the Four Nations tournament up in Dumfries uh, last weekend. Uh, we'll try and get Cheryl on this week, actually, uh, but uh, that, that's we, we've done quite well the last couple of weeks or so, uh, highlighting the, the women's game and how it's developing quite nicely. And, and tournaments like that uh, prove the case. Certainly, and it uh, gives them a great confidence boost going into the World Championship campaign uh, when they go to Katowice in Poland uh, in early New Year. So I think that's just what Cheryl Smith and the team needed, a little boost like that. Big shout out to Emily Harris. She got five goals over the three games. So, you know, she's obviously in a, a good vein of form. So if she can carry that on into the World Championship group, um, they're going well. But yeah, a lot of hope for these uh, women's under-18s and the weekend in Dumfries just, just gives them that, that timely boost before they, they, they go into the real thing. And and finally then, Craig, uh, f- thank you for, for walking us through all the results and all the news. But uh, just before we go, just to highlight BritishIceHockey.co.uk, uh, based on what we've talked about here, there's there's a fair few interviews coming up this week. Yeah, doing my best. I've, I've put the feelers out with a couple of people. Tim Wallace, I've spoken to as we speak, so that'll be on later in the show. Um, Nottingham Panthers going to the, the Continental Cup this weekend. I'm actually trying to get in contact with a couple of former Panthers who played in the Continental Cup winning team um, of three years ago to get their experiences and get their thoughts on the current team and, and, and value their chances. Hopefully that comes off. We'll have to wait and see if it does keep an eye on it in British ice hockey. And uh, yeah, just the, the usual, the usual fare. Craig Anderson from BritishIceHockey.co.uk speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. I caught up with him there on Tuesday and uh, we'll be hearing again from Craig in a second as in the week he caught up with Nottingham Panthers head coach Tim Wallace. Uh, More on that in a second. Uh, But let's touch upon some of those uh, results in a bit more detail now from the Elite Ice Hockey League from last weekend. We're going to be joined shortly by Ryan Finity at the Manchester Storm but a great win uh, for the Coventry Blaze on Sunday night beating the Glasgow Clans by nine goals to two. And on Thursday lunchtime, I caught up with the head coach at the Coventry Blaze. Here's Danny Stewart. Danny, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, before we get to this weekend's matches, uh, a big congratulations uh, for that fantastic victory over over Glasgow last week. And uh, that, that was quite a performance. Yeah, I know the guys, uh, they certainly came to play. I thought it was, uh, you know, as close to a 60-minute effort as we've had. All, all season long and just yeah I think one of those nights where you know obviously obviously the performance the compete everything was there but I think a, a combination of you know is one of those nights where everything just went our way 
um you know and 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 credit to our guys they 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 certainly performed but you know possibly also on on the flip side of that it caught maybe glasgow on an off night as well and i think you know that with those combined that's maybe the result of the scoreline but uh you know what they're a good hockey club and, and we certainly know that uh you know next time we see them we'll, we'll most likely see a different team well, Andrew Johnston involved in, in four of the goals. Uh, Luke Ferreira score, scoring a hat-trick there as well. I mean, it was a team performance. We can't really pick on any individual player, but uh, not bad goal scoring there. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the good, I mean, we had contributions from everywhere. We had, you know, obviously Hash, Hash scored a goal and, you know, Polkamp had two, Brol had one on our third line. And then, you know, Corcoran had four points that night. He had a goal, Bloodoff had a goal. I mean, it's just right through the lineup we had contributions everywhere and you know to be successful in this league that that's that's very uh very important and uh, with that result that sees you up to up to fifth in the, in the league table uh, so so very much involved uh, w- with regards to uh, the, the league campaign so um what what's your assessment uh, fifth, 14 15 games into the season for the league standings yeah no i think we've played good hockey obviously um I think all the way through league and cup, you know, obviously we're, we're involved in this playing game, but I thought we've played good hockey in the cup. I mean, very, very tough group to be in playing eight additional games against Guilford and Cardiff. We know the quality that the, the two of them are. And, you know, we, we beat Cardiff a couple of times at home and, you know, we, we, we've been a bit snake bit against Guilford, but obviously a couple of the games going to, uh, you know, overtime and shootout and then, a, you know, an empty netter in Guilford and, um, we, we've played good hockey, you know, we always been perfect. Absolutely not. And, um, you know, some areas of our game that have shown up on certain nights and, and others that haven't. And, um, like I mentioned before, you know, when you, when you get play, play well on both sides of the puck for as close to 60 minutes as you can, then, you know, you're going to, you're going to put yourself in a good position. So, you know, I think for the most part, we've, we've done a pretty good job and, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I like what I've seen so far from our group and um you know obviously our, our focus now is just to take it a, a game at a time and continue to get better uh two two league matches then uh this weekend uh, for, for the blaze uh firstly on on saturday it's uh, an away trip to sheffield uh and then on sunday it's, it's back to to uh to warwickshire to take on the belfast giants um two big games there uh but but coverage here are holding their own you should be confident going into these games yeah no absolutely i mean we had a big changeover um, last season and uh, obviously last season we did as well. It's not always easy. Maybe, uh, you know, first couple of weeks, it maybe took us uh, that time to get going, but, you know, I don't think this is a group that, you know, would ever, would ever say to themselves, Hey, we're holding our own here or, you know what, hopefully we'll win. It was a confident group. I think we go into games, believing that if, if we do, perform at our best and we got everybody going that we can we can beat anybody so um nothing changes this weekend for us obviously we'll prepare for Sheffield first and foremost and um and go and go into that building and try to put it put together a 60 minute performance and then on Wednesday uh just to to add to the the workload uh you've got that uh, playing game in the in the Challenge Cup uh, against Manchester Storm um what what's your take on that game well I mean it's it's a, I guess an all-or-nothing game right it's a it's, you know, the, the this club hasn't had the greatest success in the last, you know, well, certainly since my time in the couple of years before I got here in the, in the cup. And, you know, it's very important and, and, and something that's um, valued here in our organization. And, and we want to we want to make it through. We want to get to the quarterfinals and, you know, a bit of a bit of a tricky um, setup this year. But it is what it is. All the teams agreed to it. And. At the end of the day, you got to fulfill that, and we've got an opportunity to play a game at home, and 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 so I mean it's in our hands. We we got to go win that hockey game and and, and find a way to, to get to the quarterfinals. Right, and uh, and and just before you go, Danny, obviously you know it's uh, two two back to back home matches. Then on on Sunday against Belfast, and then the Storm on Wednesday. Uh, the message needs to go out. Come come one, come all. Yeah, no, I I think our our crowd makes a big difference here in our rink, and. Um, you know, I it's uh, we play a lot of games. There's a lot of home games here, and obviously, when you, you when you throw in additional games, you know, midweek, it, it's tough for maybe some of the fans to get out. But I, I I can't stress enough the importance of it. I I think the the, the there was a game a couple of weeks ago against the Nottingham Panthers where we had probably I, I believe our biggest crowd of the year, and um you know we found found ourselves in in a, in a in a tight hockey game, and and it's the loudest I've heard the the 
the rink this this year and I truly believe that they made a difference that night and I think you know against we've been a bit snake bit the last uh, obviously this year and, and going back to last year against Belfast Giants and um, you know if they can come out I mean every every little bit helps and, and then certainly on the Wednesday you know Manchester it's a it's a massive massive game for this organization and, and the more support we have the, the better it is for our guys. Danny Stewart there from the Coventry Blaze speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So a good Sunday uh, for the Coventry Blaze just gone and we'll be hearing more about next Wednesday's Challenge Cup game for the Coventry Blaze against the Manchester Storm in a second or two as we'll be joined by Storm head coach Ryan Finnerty. But Tim Wallace at the Nottingham Panthers had a really good weekend. 4-1 win over Belfast on Saturday and a 2-0 win over Belfast on Sunday. But to come, it's a very busy weekend uh, for the Nottingham Panthers as they travel to Denmark uh, to contest Group E in the Continental Cup with the Panthers taking on Danish, French and Hungarian opponents. And those matches, they'll be streamed live on YouTube over the weekend. And just before setting off, Craig Anderson caught up with the head coach from the Nottingham Panthers. Here's Tim Wallace. Tim, first of all, how excited are you about this weekend and taking part in the Continental Cup? It's huge, you know, it's good good for the guys. A lot of the, the guys on this team don't uh, know a whole lot about uh, the Continental Cup, but uh, if we do well to get to the to the Champions League, that's uh, that's really big, you know, for, for this, uh, for the English League to get going in the right direction. That'd be huge for not only us, but the league as well. But, uh, you know, we still got a job to do here uh, next week. So is this a different challenge to how you would normally prepare? You just mentioned the fact that you don't know too much about the teams, but how do you prepare for that and how do you go about that? Well, we gotta, I got to watch some, um, some games of, you know, these teams that we're playing and then, um, you know, try to, try to figure out what type of game they have, what uh, tendencies they have, and then show it to the guys and then go. But we're not, uh, not going to change. We're going to play, you know, we've been playing well here. Um, you know, it, it might be a different style over there, but, uh, you know, this, the way we've been playing recently, if we uh, stick to our game um, and play the right way, we, uh, you know, we should be all right. You'll be aware the Panthers won it three years ago. Do you get the sense of what this tournament means to the people, you know, around the club as well as the as the fans as you look ahead to it? Yeah, I, you know, it, I was. I think it was the only um, team from uh, from England to win a, a tournament in Europe. So that's uh, you know that's a big feat. But you know, we might as well try to make it too. Um, it, it's uh, you know, it's a, it's really important to to get past this stage. I think we have a really good team here, and there's no reason uh, why we shouldn't. How much does the first game set the tone for the weekend? Your first game, I think, is against Amion. How, how does that set the tone? It's huge. Um, you know, we have to technically finish in the top two. And um, I think, you know, could be could be wrong, but I think they may be, you know, the best team we face. So it's good to uh, get it out of the way first, uh, get going, uh, play the right way. And if, if we're, you know, get that get that win, you know, then the, then the, confidence, the confidence will uh, start rolling. But... Um, you know, we'll we'll focus on that first game, uh, you know, all week and, and show them, show the team clips of, of what they have and their strengths, and then um, you know, hopefully we're we're going with full pace on Friday. Now we'll talk a little bit more about the league form in a minute, but it seems like you're building momentum right now in the league. Is the Continental Cup is it coming at a good time for you, or is it maybe a distraction you could do without when you you look at the bigger picture? I think it's coming at a good time. You know, I mean, we're, we're playing well and. Um, it's a it's a chance to move on to the next round in, in the Continental Cup, and I think it's one of our goals this year is to win the Continental Cup, and might as well do it when we're when we're rolling. So uh, I think it's a great time. And you've got a couple of guys in your locker room that have won it in the past. I think Robert Lakovic was part of the Panthers team. Mark Matheson won it with another team as well. You can lean on those guys and their experience, I'm sure. For sure, you know it's um, you know I did it with Sheffield. We went to. Um, I think Belarus and you know I think we got third out of fourth, but mm-hmm. it was it was an experience. You know, it's a it's a fun tournament wherever it is. We're you know we're going to Denmark, which is a you know a great uh, country and a, and a great rink I, I hear. But um, you know it should be a lot of fun. It's good for the guys to to get on get on the road, get to a new country, build some camaraderie, and then uh, hopefully get some wins and move on to the next round. Now, previously you've had some hard nights and some disappointing results, but as we speak, it's five straight wins and six out of your last seven. How do you explain the turnaround in form? I think the guy, you know, the guys started buying in. Um, you know, just reiterating the systems over and over, and then 
you know, obviously we got a few few new forwards that have helped a lot. You know, I think they both, you know, one has played, I think, four games and really helped us with face-offs. You know, that's huge. And the other one scoring goals. So those two things are pretty important. But, uh, you know, the, the guys are just doing the, the, the things that hurt and blocking shots and doing whatever they can to win. You know, and we're, we're winning as a team and we're having fun. So that's the biggest thing. Were you always confident it would come good in the end? There was a lot of criticism flying about early on in the season, as you're no doubt aware. But you were always confident, I assume, that it was going to work itself out? I was confident, um, you know, that that these systems work. Um, and I, and I, I had to stick with them. But it was just kind of talking to the leaders, talking to individuals, and trying to get see what gets them going. But, um, you know, it, it, I can only do so much. It's the guys in there that that have stepped up to the plate and done the little things. And, um, you know, when you're, when you're rolling and winning, things seem to come a little easier. Maybe, you know, you're not gripping the stick, stick so tight. But, uh, you know, I think guys have uh, bought in and um, they're doing the little things and now it's, uh, it's rolling. We just got to keep it going. Take me into the locker room after Sunday's win over Belfast. Just how good is the spirit in the room right now and compare it to a month or so ago? Um, you know, a lot of, night and day you know i think to win at home uh against a team like belfast back to back you know it was, it was really good feeling the guys are happy the guys know what it takes it's, it's not going to be easy you got to play a certain way you got to buy in and i think hopefully they're starting to realize that oh you know if we do that we can get this feeling more often of winning you know i think the guys i think they hate to lose and um they uh, they really enjoyed it but uh, you know in the end it was Four points, you know, it was against a really good team, but, uh, you know, it's four points, and, and we just got to keep rolling here in Denmark now. And finally, your coaching career is still very young in so many respects. How big a challenge is this weekend in Denmark in the Continental Cup compared to what you've had to deal with previously? Oh, I, I mean, it's, it's just another day another day in the office. It's, it shouldn't be any different. You know, it's, uh, you know, back to back to back is going to be a little more uh, watching tape and, and getting things prepared. But um, other than that, it's it's another game, and, you know, we're focused on Friday. Tim Wallace, their head coach of the Nottingham Panthers, speaking with our very own Craig Anderson earlier in the week. Uh, right, shortly we're going to be talking about the National Ice Hockey League as we're going to be joined by Slava Kulikov, head coach at the Peterborough Phantoms. And we're also going to be talking about the women's game. Cheryl Smith, head coach of the GB team, will be joining us shortly. But before that, one last interview from the Elite Ice Hockey League, Ryan Finity at the Manchester Storm. I caught up with him on Thursday afternoon. Manchester Storm 4, Sheffield Steelers 3 was the score at the final hooter on Sunday a great result that for the Manchester Storm. Let's hear what Ryan had to say about it. Well, Ryan, a big thank you for joining us. Uh, before we get to this weekend's big matches, uh, just a big congratulations for that 4-3 win over the Sheffield Steelers. Uh, quite an evening, I believe. Yeah, obviously, anytime you can get a win against uh, on your home ice, and especially against Sheffield here at the rivalry, it's, uh, it's a good feeling for the guys. I, how was the evening? Because I was about to say it was a bit of a close affair, really, but they did get a goal late on. Um, but it feels like Manchester Stormer, the, the games are very, very exciting. Let, let's put it that way. Yeah, and I think I said before that we played really well and not had results of, of late, going back to, to Nottingham and, and Dundee. And, and to be honest, like the, the game against Sheffield wasn't wasn't our best game out of those three. It just happened to be the one we got the points on. And scored some power play goals and some opportunistic goals and uh, got some good goaltending. And, you know, um, we were pretty comfortable at 4-2. They got a, they kind of got a late one uh, with about three, three and a half minutes, I think, left. And we were able to uh, to, to seal it and, and steal the two points there. Now, uh, big news uh, this past week uh, with regards to the Storm. Uh, you've been busy in the transfer market. Henrik Samuelsson has, uh, has joined the club. Quite a coup, that, I'm going to suggest. Uh yeah, obviously we we felt like we needed a bit of a a bit of a, a move. We wanted a bigger body, uh, right shot forward, you know, to that can get to the net. That's got some good skill, and we've been talking to uh, to Henrik for a bit, and um, you know, we just came to a deal and we're able to pull the uh, pull the trigger pretty quick. Yes, uh, what, what do you think he's going to be? Um, I mean, you, meant, you mentioned you know certain aspects to his build and that kind of thing. But what what do you think he's going to be bringing to the squad? I think we're going to have to be patient with him. I think he's going to need a little bit of time to get his feet feet under him here. He hasn't played a whole lot of hockey, but uh, 
you know, I think he's, he's obviously comes with a, with good experience. Um, you know, he's played at uh, the highest level. Uh, he comes from a great hockey family. So, you know, he brings a bit of everything. He's, he, he can drive down low. He can get to the net. He's got, uh, he's got a good shot. He plays kind of a heavy forechecking style and, uh, but he does have, uh, some offensive, uh, attributes that, um, we hope he can, uh, explore here. Is there a chance he might be starting this week? Because you've got you've got a busy week coming up, that's for sure. Yeah, we're going to throw him into the fire here. He flew in this morning and uh, stay with the team uh, tomorrow and he'll play the weekend. Is he ready for the weather, do you believe? <laughs> we'll see, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> should be probably, okay. I'd imagine you kept that qu- uh, quiet when you were discussing contracts and that kind of thing. But anyway, uh, let's talk about this weekend's uh, matches then. Uh, a big game on Saturday against Cardiff. Then you're on the road down south to take on Guildford. A, a big weekend coming up. Well, they're all pretty big, I guess, now. But yeah, you know, you know, we're we're at home on a Saturday night versus versus Cardiff, and you know, we we know how dangerous they are and and how hard they're going to come. And we've always had uh, good battles with them over the years here. And uh, you know, we're uh, we're definitely up for this. We we recognize it's a big challenge, and um, you know, we want to continue uh, feeling good about ourselves. And, and to do so, we need to get some wins and. Uh, get that fan support going and and then take that into uh, another tough building in Guildford. Because that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you probably don't even look at the league table at this stage of the season, but, you know, thanks to that win against Sheffield, you, you, you're in touch of, of Dundee and because of the games in hand, you're not too far off five flyers as well. So um, these league matches are pretty important. Yeah, I think mathematically, you know, with the games in hand, we're, we're, we're in a playoff spot or, you know, tied for it. But yeah, like you said, I mean, it's, you know, when, when you look at a league that this is, that's this close, it's going to flip flop every weekend. We just want to make sure we're on the right side of the score sheet every night. And uh, there's also uh, bizarrely as well on on Wednesday you've got another game uh, in in obviously in the Challenge Cup uh, this this playing round uh, against the the Coventry Blaze. Um, what what what's your take on that game? That's well, a big game. I think you know chances are I would imagine the the winner will see you know maybe maybe Sheffield or. And whatnot. So it's a big game. We, you know, we want to uh, we want to go there and put on a good performance and 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 move on to the Challenge Cup. We don't want to be eliminated. So Danny's done a great job so far this year. They they got a good team there, and, uh, pretty offensive. So we want to make sure that we get a good uh, performance against them and hopefully come out victorious and move on to to whoever we face. My Infinity there, head coach of the Manchester Stars, speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Let's head now from the Elite Ice Hockey League to the National Division of the National Ice Hockey League. Now, as we were discussing before with Craig, Swindon Wildcats have opened up a three-point gap up at the top of the division. Telford Tigers currently sitting in second. They've got a six-point gap between themselves and third place Basingstoke Bison. Then we've got the Peterborough Phantoms. They're sitting in fourth, uh, also on 19 points. Uh, They have played a game more than Basingstoke. And uh, Hull Pirates are just three points back as well. So it's starting to stretch out a bit up at the top end. Uh, But the Peterborough Phantoms had a great result on Sunday, beating the Raiders by 10 goals to one. And on Thursday lunchtime, I caught up with the head coach at the Phantoms. It's a welcome return to Slava Kulikov. Um, Well, Slava, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, a a very interesting weekend uh, just gone. A bit of a a thriller at Swindon and then a a storming performance from yourselves on Sunday against the Raiders. Uh, how, How was your weekend? Like you said, it was exciting from the goals wise. I guess the fans at uh, both both nights enjoyed. You know, it's uh, you know it's something we took some positives out of the first game. We played really well for two periods against the high flying Swindon, and you know we we spoke after the game and we said that uh, if we can bring the same performance on Sunday, uh, the one we showed for two periods in Swindon, we we should have a good result. Of course, you don't expect a 10-1, uh, 10-1 game. You're hoping just to have a solid performance and get the two points. Uh, but I think the guys uh, were ruthless. Uh, they played from you know the puckers drop to the puckers finish, and it's a huge credit to them uh, because the game on Saturday didn't go away in a third. And you can dwell on it and maybe take some of, some of that into Sunday game, but they fully switched off from Saturday and concentrate on Sunday and delivered a good result. And uh, obviously there, there were a fair, a fair few goal scorers in that Raiders win, uh, but uh, McEwen and, and Susters scoring a hat trick each. Uh, uh, how 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 ruthless were you? I mean, how, how important was it to, to put performance down like that against the Raiders? 
we just said before the game, look, uh, it's an important game in the in the league. Obviously, not getting the first two points on Saturday, it's an important two points for the cup. Let's just perform for 60 minutes. Let's not look at the score. Let's just come out every shift and do your job, come back, review and do it again. And even I think it was 4-0 after two periods, uh, guys came into the third and sometimes you can start stepping away from doing the little things right. But like I said, they were all on their game on that night and they didn't show any slowing down and they were ruthless with finishing. They were uh, enjoying playing and again it goes full credit to them for showing the full 60 minutes performance so with that result uh you you're in the top four of the of the national division um i mean we go back to that swindon match and, and you have put five past them and they have got the the best defensive record in the in the league currently um they are nine points up the road but where, where do you see the division at the moment with with the the race up at the top yes like you say they are a very good team they you know, I think they stuck throughout the lineup. They got good goaltending, uh, good experience, defense, and again, if if you're sh- trying to shut the first line like we did on Saturday, uh, and I don't think they got a they got a goal, they have enough quality throughout the lineup. The second line scored six, seven, maybe more goals. So we we spoke about this. I think the papers called me, and of course, you know, it's Swindon uh, would be the favorites for the title, but uh, this season is still a long way to go and. Okay, we might have eight, nine points behind them, but I think Telford's only a couple of points, and some teams have got games in hand. So, look, it's never over till it's over. Last year we had a 10 point gap, and Swindon won the league. But of course, with the quality they have, realistically, a lot of things have to go against them uh, to, you know, to drop down. Shall we talk about your weekend that you've got coming up? Uh, because you've got two very, very important games, to say the least. Uh, Hull Pirates, who are three points behind you, with two games in hand. Uh, you, you're travelling up to their neck of the woods on, on Saturday. And then on Sunday, it's a big game, this one, against Swindon. Um, how, how's the squad shaping up for, for this one? And what's the mood in the camp like? The mood is good. We had a good practice on Wednesday. We'll have another good practice, hopefully a floor practice on Friday. Of course, like you said, it's not an easy weekend, but which weekend is an easy one uh, this year. And that's what makes the excitement of the league. Uh, we always say that we'll take one game at a time. Not an easy place for us to come to halt. Doesn't matter if what they are like this year and last year. Last two, three years, they've been an incredible offensive power team. But even when they just drop down off the elite league, we just find it difficult to play in Hull. Uh, but I thought our performance again for just over two periods in Hull last time was pretty good. Uh, we just have to build on that and be a little bit more clinical. So, you know, few things can change in, in two weeks' time. They get guys back. We obviously got a couple of guys back. And then on Sunday, you play the team that everybody wants to beat right now. So it's not um, everybody wants to be up for that game, including our fans. So it'll be another good battle. Yes, and uh, as a competition more generally, I mean we've been we've been keeping abreast of it week in week out on the show, and uh, it, it's it's obviously settled down now from from the beginnings. But it looks like the competition is starting to, to really thrive now, and uh, there's competitive games left, right, and centre. Yes, it's um, it's been interesting, not interesting in a way. It was uh, pretty boring for the last two years. You you. You have to concentrate on about five, six, seven, maybe eight games a year, plus playoffs or maybe cup competition, where now every weekend everybody can beat everybody. And it's a little bit like a lead league. I follow the highlights and you can see, obviously, the, the teams, maybe some teams are a little bit higher on quality, but again, anyone can beat anyone, like Sheffield lose to Manchester or Dundee can go and beat uh, Nottingham and vice versa. So for me, that's what the excitement of the league, same with NHL, same as KHL, that it's good teams playing week in, week out, makes everybody think before the game for the coaching staff. And obviously, guys have to be uh, performing night in, night out as well. So 
it's all good and hopefully it'll continue like this this year and for many years to come. And uh, and just before you go, Slava, as well, we do need to mention um, the supporters. And uh, there's a, a, a news story out about uh, the fundraising that's been going on uh, by by FanForce, the supporters club uh, attached to to the Phantoms, and uh, the, they're going to be presenting a check for for over two grand uh, on on Sunday's match uh, against Swindon uh, for for some custom made sticks for some of the players. Um, that this game on Sunday is going to be a big game, and uh, hopefully a, a big fan, a, a big support there. Yes, you know our fan force has been phenomenal uh, since I've been here. They they've been a heart of this team, and they always do everything they can to support the players and make sure that we have good product on the ice. And again, you can't thank them enough over the years. And this year, they really bought in into new ideas and came up with the, with a lot of new ideas themselves. And uh, to raise that much money in November is it shows again how much uh, they want to support us and I can't thank them enough and every player in the team is well aware of that so hopefully we can give them a good clap on the check uh, when the checkers get presented before the game and hopefully the team can reward them with two points uh, on Sunday. Slava Kulikov there, head coach of the Peterborough Phantoms, joining us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast and uh, will be returning to the National Division of the NIHL on next week's show. But from the men's game to the women's game now, and uh, we've been touching upon it on recent shows, that under-18s tournament that was taking place up in Dumfries last weekend. And uh, the Great Britain under-18s women's team was joined by their counterparts from Poland, Spain, and the Iceland women's team. And, uh, well, it was a great weekend uh, for Cheryl Smith and the under-18 side winning all three games. And on Thursday night, I caught up with Cheryl for her take on what was a good weekend. So, Cheryl, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, first things first, a, a big congratulations. Uh, qu- quite quite a tournament and uh, quite an outcome for the under-18s. How was the weekend? It was uh, enlightening. Um, I thought the girls did superb. I, I think they a lot of nerves. We had a, a lot of rookies. We're, we're now at that four-year rotation again. Um, so there was there were some real nerves, uh, even on practice. The practice sessions were awful, um, but we weren't concerned as, as coaches because it's expected uh, and we need to do our job and get them over the line. And to be fair to the girls, they, they listened, they did everything right and they were credit. They really were. I mean, it's a, it was a varied tournament as well because three contrasting teams really. I mean, what what was your what was your pick? The the clean sheet against uh, Spain or, or or beating the senior team of Iceland? The senior team of Iceland. Um, I was a bit ignorant to that at the start of the week. I wasn't aware it was their senior team. It was only when I was watching them in a, in, in one of the games and I thought she hasn't got a neck guard on. She looks older than I am. Um, so I asked a few questions and, and then I realised it was the senior team of Iceland. Um, so they were my concern of the week. Spain and Poland, I know a lot about them. I know the coaches very well, so I know their style. Uh, but Iceland, unknown, unknown quantity. So uh, I did I did turn and say to, uh, to one of my assistants, I think that's going to be the sticking point, uh, Iceland. They all looked to me as though I'd grown another head. Um, but yeah, it, it was. They were, they were exceptional. Um, the skill and, and the way they developed throughout the tournament, they just got better and better. Um, but, but that that said, I mean, it's it was uh, three three wins from three, uh, and you, and you can't really complain about that. I mean, what what, what were you were you trying to get out out of this tournament uh, from from the girls, and, and do you think you got it? We got a lot more than we expected. Um, we always go into the Four Nations with the aim of developing the squad, finding a little bit more about the players, and um, we play four line hockey. Um, so against Spain, we played four line hockey, played one goalie. Uh, against Iceland, four-line hockey, played another goalie, and we got the two wins. Um, so we asked the girls a question going into uh, the final game against Poland, and we said, you know, girls, we've made it clear from from the get-go what our intentions are uh, this week, and it was to develop. What, what do you want to do if, if, if the game's there for the taking? And, and every one of them said, we, we want to go for the win. Um, but we were still able to push three and four-line hockey, even against Poland, even when even going two goals down. Uh, the, the second goal was a, a fluke. I've never seen anything like that before. But they showed um, determination to come back from two goals. And uh, obviously, this is all part of a, a wider plan, obviously, to get a conveyor belt going. You're obviously uh, in charge of the senior team as well. Um, so so how, how, is that, how is that plan developing as we're headed towards the, the World Championships um, in, in April? It's getting stronger. Um, 
we're now four years in with the under-18s. This is the fourth year. Um, if, if you could have seen us four years ago when we hosted the Four Nations in Sheffield, um, we hadn't got much coming through. We addressed that immediately, but we knew it wasn't something we could put a plaster over and miraculously uh, produce players in year two. We, we said it was a long-term development four or five years and that's no different with the seniors we're still believe it or not two years away with the senior squad uh, but having said that with how quickly these 18s are coming through and buying into what the what, what the GB program is now about um, anything can happen in, in April with the seniors as well I mean there must be a couple of players there I mean I'm not doing your team selection for you or anything like that but <laughs> but because because you're you're the, the senior coach and, you, and you're there coaching them they, they that must be a, a, a right bolster for the for their uh, characters heading into this tournament last weekend you know there's, there's a chance they they could be they could be part of your senior squad if if all goes well absolutely yeah absolutely um, we have such a good core group in the seniors and the seniors are very experienced and willing to pass that knowledge down to the kids as well coming through. So it's it's credit to, to the seniors that are, are saying, yes, let's pull these younger players through. We're here to help them. Um, so I, I think we will ex- expect to see a lot of youth in this squad for the, for the seniors this year. That's good news. Uh, we'll get to the Group A of, of the second division of, of the World Championship in, in a second or two, but um, how's this season developing more generally? I mean, we've had uh, the Queen Bees come on the show, uh, Solihull Vixens and the Guildford Lightning from the from the Elite League. That that competition seems to be doing quite well uh, this season in particular. Um, so, so how's the women's side of the game developing, do you feel, more generally in this country? It's getting there. It's 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 improving. Um, we see a lot of the players coming through now in the 18 B links, not the A's, um, the B links, but a lot of the girls are playing men's hockey and women's hockey. Unfortunately, you, you, sp- you speak about Solly Hall and the Queen Bees and, and there's the, the sort of good competition, competitive games there. They'll play three or four competitive games a year, so it's, it's key that the girls are playing the 18s and, and NIH L2. So, it is getting there. Uh, the girls are just coming from other areas at the moment. And uh, when it comes to uh, your preparations then for for the, the World Championships uh, at the end of March, uh, how, how are your preparations going? Because that's that's a busy week you've got there at the end at the end of March. It's going well. We we kickstart that on the twenty fourth of November. We've got a friendly uh, against uh, Sheffield under twenties, and then the under twenty cup games will start early December. It really kickstarts from from there, really. Um, so it's it's looking good. We've we've got some overseas players in the pipeline. We've got a lot of UK. It's good to see the numbers in the UK, um, and and they are developing the players. So for for me, the preparations right where we need to be right now. And uh, I'm pro- I'm sure we'll we'll speak before the tournament. But what what what's your your expectations and and your hopes for what what GB can achieve? I'd like to think both teams will medal. I always. Put it out there last year, we said that the under-18s will take a bronze medal. I'd like to think they can go one better this year, to be honest. Um, it's, it's always difficult because as we're developing, so are other nations. I, I'm, I've got my ear to the ground and I've got some very good contacts. Uh, so I know they're pushing hard. We've, we've, we've now seen more teams join the European uh, Women's League now. So it, it does put us on the back foot a little bit, but we, we've got the buy-in of um, EIHA, IHUK, um, so they're buying in to the programme and supporting us with the under-20 cup games. So if we keep pushing hard, um, you never know. Great Britain women's head coach Cheryl Smith there speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast and we'll be returning to the women's game in the coming weeks. Uh, But that's it for this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. A big thank you to all our guests this week for joining me. Remember, you can keep up to date with all the latest goings on from the world of British Ice Hockey by visiting the website britishicehockey.co.uk. But that's it for this week's show. We'll be back next week, but I've been Ben and wherever you're going this weekend to cheer on your British Ice Hockey side, Make sure that you have fun. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.